Hello, I'm Luca De Giglio, and this is the Web3 in Travel podcast, where you can learn about crypto, blockchain, and how the new internet will change travel. Okay, here we go with another episode. Today, we will talk about something I think very interesting. I know I overuse the word interesting and very interesting, but uh, well, I need to work on my synonyms. So we will talk about the Web3 in Travel Conference. Specifically, we're going to talk about the DAO. We are setting up to organize it. But before that, a quick word from our sponsors. Oh yeah, we don't have sponsors. Uh, remember, I did a podcast.webtreeintravel.com page where anybody can go connect the wallet and make a donation or become a sponsor. Let me remind you about that. If you want to become a sponsor, you need 0.1 ETH, which is now $158. Oh, ETH went up quite a lot recently. So the sponsorship got a bit more expensive and I will mention your company in the podcast. Plus, by doing that, you will automatically write your name or whatever you want to write in every NFT, uh, donation NFT. So any NFT which was minted by people who donated to the podcast, which so far is one person. And this is Jacopo, the guy who wrote the code. Uh, of the donation NFT. I, if you remember, I forked the code and I had a lot of fun learning this and I'm very proud of what I've done. Um, but yeah, so not much movement so far, basically zero. I can't say I am deceived. I didn't have really expectations. Um, most of the value I got from this was in learning and doing it. But, you know, I'm sure I'm going to be very happy if somebody becomes a sponsor or, or donates. So podcast.webtreeintravel.com is the place where you can do that. All right, Webtree in Travel Conference. You may remember we did the first one last year in September in Porto, Portugal. And apparently the universe wants us to stay in that part of the world. So the next one is going to be in Spain, in Barcelona. Well, why? Because there is a short stay week um, that week and there's many other conferences at the same time. And you may know or remember that this is my core, like vacation rentals is my core. That's where I started everything. So, yeah, through the short stay week, um, we are going to be one of the conferences there. So if you're there, you're going to be able to see other other conferences in that space specifically. Now, I won't talk too much about the conference itself. We still have to select the speakers and the panels and everything else. All we know is the 15th of May um, in the World Trade Center. And we have created a group. There's uh, the usual suspects from trips. And there's also two people from Barcelona. These are two guys which were, uh, they came to Porto and they, they are part of the team now, the team of which builds this, this conference. And they are from Hospitalidad Emprendedora, sorry, Hospitalidad Emprendedora, and they are, they are Gianfranco and Albert. Uh, you will get to know them if you, if you come to Barcelona. Now, 
what I specifically want to talk about is three things. Mm. How to buy a ticket by an NFT, how to sponsor the conference. Again, this today's episode is all about asking you money, I guess. And the third one is the DAO. So we start with the first two, which are simpler, and then we go to the DAO. So ticket, ticket is mm, credit card. You go, you buy with a credit card, you go to your ticket, boring, uh, easy and boring. Or you go the hard way or maybe the easy way if you are a Web3 native person and have Matic in your wallet. Um, so you go to webtreeintravel.com, you click on Mint NFT, you get to a specific NFT minting page, connect your wallet, and pay with Matic. Matic is the token of the Polygon chain, which is this year's chain for reasons I will explain later. So you connect and you pay. You get your ticket and the price of the ticket goes from 79 Matic, which is about $79. Now Matic is about a dollar. So it goes from 79 Matic to 169 Matic. And basically the price grows very quickly at the beginning and then slows down. This is completely automatic. And so the sooner you buy it, the cheaper it is. Plus, if you own a little traveler, so a PFP NFT, you may remember these kids in different parts of the world. There's uh, thousands of them. They are automatically generated and they are NFTs, um, both on Ethereum and on Polygon. If you own one on Polygon, you get a 50% discount on the ticket. How do you get a little traveler? You either mint it for 60 Matic, which is about $60, or you go on OpenSea and you make an offer to somebody who bought it in the past. Maybe they want to sell it. Uh, maybe they're going to sell it cheaper. Maybe not. I don't know. So if you get one of those in a wallet and you connect the same wallet in, in the minting page for the ticket NFT, the system will automatically assign a 50% discount. Now, this is another of those hints which tell you maybe with Web3 things are easier. Um, you don't need to enter a coupon. The system can read your wallet and it can see that you have an NFT and it automatically gives you 50% discount. Now, where is the difficult part? Why is it still easier to use the credit card? Because every credit card is using the same money. So you have your money. Let's say you are in Europe and you have Euro and you connect any of the credit cards you have on any credit card website and it works. Oh, even if you're not in Europe, it works right? You are in the United States, you are in China, you are anywhere else, your credit card will work. Now with crypto, it's not like that. You are going to need Matic. Oh, you have ETH on Ethereum. Well, doesn't work. You have, um, you know, anything else doesn't work. You need Matic on Polygon. And this is one of those huge limitations crypto still has. It's very fragmented. So every time we choose a chain, we are kind of tapping into the existing liquidity. Now, what if you don't have Matic? Well, you click on the bottom in the page, it takes you to Ramp Network, you put your credit card, you get some Matic and you pay with Matic, which is, you know, double step. And this is definitely an issue uh, for, for crypto. We 
have to get to a point where no matter what cryptocurrencies you have, you can use them on any chain. Um, it's not like this yet. I hope it will be. I'm sure it will be like this. I don't know who's going to solve this problem. Maybe credit cards themselves. Maybe we're going to have better bridging. I don't know. This is definitely a problem because now you are, let's say you want to come to this conference. Okay, let's let's try it. If you don't have time, if you don't have energy, if you don't want to try, you take your credit card and you're done in two minutes. If you have Matic, you're done in 30 seconds. If you don't have Matic, it's going to take you longer. So that's the issue. What else? Well, then the news uh, compared to last year is that if you have a little traveler NFT, you get 50% discount. We didn't have this last year. Something which is the same as last year is the airdrop button. You can click a button, pay 20% more of the price. So if the price is $30 because you got 50%, you pay 20% more, so about $36. And, uh, and you get an airdrop. What does it mean? Well, after the conference, whoever owns an airdrop ticket can simply, uh, well, will get some airdrops from trips from other companies who come etc we don't know who we don't know how much but you will get some airdrop for sure people last year they got airdropped um some tokens from cleros and trips and then they got airdropped airdropped also a little traveler so maybe you if you were there last year and you didn't realize you have a little traveler in your in your wallet so use the same to to book and of course, these being uh, NFT tickets, if you can't come and you want to sell them, well, you just, you know, you go on the, they are on OpenSea already. Somebody may make you an offer or you may actually go and, and define a price so people can buy directly without going through an offer. Just they're going to find your NFT on OpenSea, click on it, buy it, and then they can come to the conference and you, you got your money back. Um, do we have a secondary market for that? Is this something which is going to be like, are you going to be able to sell it? I don't know. Um, probably if you sell it at a cheaper price, then maybe yes, because people come in, maybe it's a hundred dollars now and you sell it for 50, you paid it 30, you're probably going to sell it, but don't count on it too much because we, we can't guarantee anything about secondary markets. Now, is this ticket permissionless? Is this like the, the perfect immutable thing? It is not. Um, it's a ticket. So we can make this very permissionless and immutable. For what? It's still connected to a conference. So you are trusting us anyway. Uh, I'm saying this because we have to understand that immutability, censorship resistance, uh, trustless and permissionless, all these words depend on the context, right? So if you do an exchange as Uniswap, and I keep talking about Uniswap because it's kind of the, the, the easiest example, then yes, you don't want to trust a company with your tokens. So you have a permissionless system, you swap your tokens, there's no risk, and then you're done. But when you are buying an NFT for a conference, if the conference shuts down or the conference says, I don't recognize NFTs anymore, you know, it doesn't matter if it's permissionless. And I had a discussion last night with a professional in the travel industry about Web3, and I was kind of saying the same thing. If you sell NFTs to access hotels or you sell NFTs to access discounts or whatever, 
if there's a company which has the value connected to the NFT in control, how important is that the NFT itself is completely permissionless? I would say not much. It's still something you buy which represents access to something which a company has to give you. So in this case, we can change the text, we can change uh, the sponsor by hand. You know, if you sponsor this, this event and we decide that maybe you said some swear words, we can change them. We do have control on the NFT. It's a text-based NFT. We can change the text on the NFTs. Not everything, but the most important parts. And a new sponsor comes in and they can change the text. They can write their own sponsors automatically. But we can override that. That's an important thing to remember when you're thinking about web train travel, NFTs, or you know any digital asset. If it's travel related, it's probably related to a product or a service some company is giving. So permissionless aspects are less important. In other words, it doesn't matter if I guarantee you that I cannot change anything on the NFT and this NFT is immutable. If I can simply say this NFT is worthless and it, I don't, not going to give you the service you paid for, you are still trusting the company which emits the NFT. You are still trusting WebTrain Travel Conference to actually let you in with that ticket. So it doesn't matter if we can override the ticket or change it. We st you still need to trust us. Okay. Important concept. Um, the use case defines the properties. The use case defines the importance of each property. Now, why Polygon? Um, the short answer is because everybody is using it. Uh, Reddit and Instagram and so many others launch their NFT slash digital collectibles on Polygon. Why? Well, because Ethereum is too expensive and what are the alternatives? We really like Gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, the Gnosis chain, but it has little liquidity and few people have tokens there and it's a bit hard to get your money there. I like L2s on Ethereum like Arbitrium or Optimism. I like to experiment with them, but who has money there? More and more is growing, but still the mainstream is kind of going that, that direction, Polygon. Do I like this? Not too much. Polygon is often stuck. It's not a very performant chain, at least in my opinion. I mean, I use it in other projects. It's, it's not working all the time. So I'm not happy with Polygon too much. And also Polygon is a bit suspicious. There's two problems with Polygon. One is that all the money on Polygon is protected by a multi-sig. There's like six people who could basically get all the money and disappear. It's one thing. This is like from the blockchain point of view is really bad. The other thing is that they kind of participated in the World Economic Forum for some reason. So it could be one of those chains which decided to kind of going mainstream and being co-opted. It could be the chain which says, you know what, let's go with the institutions. Let's play safe. I don't know whatever, I, I don't like the fact that they are in the World, World Economic Forum. I'm not a conspiracy theorist there, but it's, it's a bit weird coming from the blockchain space where individuals are trying to develop technologies to get back the power to the, the small guy. 
and then you see blockchains going with the big guy. We always knew this was going to happen. This is going to happen for many other chains, maybe even Ethereum. I don't know. Uh, but definitely they went that way in a more transparent way and, and clear way. So whatever. I don't have good feelings about Polygon too much for the reasons I explained. Still, we decided to do it to see what happens when you go a little bit more mainstream. Uh, do things work better? Are people more willing to use the chain, etc.? Maybe people will buy more tickets via NFT this time because, you know, it's easier to get there. By the way, if you don't have any Matic and you click the button on top of it, on top of the page, you're going to go to Ramp Network, you buy Matic with your card. Oh, I just said that. Apologies, I'm repeating. But it's, it's pretty easy to, to get your money there, basically. If you want to know more, I have linked the Medium article about the ticket in, uh, in the description. Sponsorship. Um, sponsorship, I haven't written the article yet. You can read the one from last year. It's pretty much the same thing. And it's pretty much the same thing as the podcast. Um, with one exception, if you become a sponsor of the conference and you get your name on every ticket, you, you will get the money back if somebody replaces you. Somebody comes in, pays more than you, and you get all the money back. The first sponsor will pay 500 Matic, which is already $543. Matic went up like 20% in a day the other day. Uh, it, was, it was exactly $1 a few days ago. But whatever, when you hear this, it's going to be to a different price. And um, so you pay this $500, $543 today. Your name goes on all the tickets. And somebody else comes and pays 20% more. So... 540 Matic, your name goes away, your money comes back, 100% of your money. So you are going to get free exposure just for being part of this. You want to go back to it, you pay 20% more. So about whatever, 600, whatever comes out, and the race goes on. And by the time we, you know, we do the conference, who knows, maybe we're going to have uh, $1,000 or whatever, and only the last one will be the the sponsor so it's an ongoing auction completely automatic like a vending machine you go in and you do this and we have on that part we don't have any control you get it your money comes back automatically we can't stop this um yeah so that's a new way to do sponsorships now let's go and talk about the dao the dao which will organize this conference or should I say the DAO, which is already organizing the conference. We already are a group of people. We've been working already a few months on this, but we haven't launched the DAO. So let me tell you about the DAO. There's a whole article about this in, uh, in Medium. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, that's the concept. So last year, we organized the first Web Train Travel Conference in Porto, and it was organized by a DAO, Trips Community. So it was already a DAO, but that was Trips Community. And this year, we want to decentralize it even more by creating a DAO which represents more of the Web3 travel industry. So we want this conference to belong to everyone who wants to join, not just TRIPS community. All right, all nice and great, but what does it actually mean? Well, it means that we are going to launch a safe on Polygon. Uh, this safe will have all the money of the conference. So when we sell a ticket, 
or when we get a sponsorship, the money goes into this safe. And who controls the safe? The safe is controlled by people who contributed to the conference. And how do you contribute? Either you help, so you work on it, or you contribute in money. You put a bit of money where? In the safe itself. So imagine this. We have a safe with, I don't know, $10,000 in it. And the safe is managed by 10 people. And those people are people working and or contributing with money. You can do both, but you can do only one of them. And these people have a signature. And the safe is, let's say, 7 out of 10, which means to move money, 7 people have to sign. See what I'm getting? It's like creating a treasury where everybody who is part of the organization has a key to open the safe, to open the treasury. And you need seven out of 10 keys. So this is where it gets a bit hard to explain because it's like your brain is automatically looking for, desperately looking for somebody who controls this thing. Who is it? Is it me? Is it Trips community? Who is actually on, on, in charge? Well, that's the thing. It's not that nobody is charged. There are people in charge, but these are the same people who are part of the DAO. Um, it's me because I'm going to have a key or more because I'm working on it, because I'm going to put some money in it. It is you. It's going to be other people who are helping, etc. So we control this together. You don't need to trust me specifically. You don't need to trust anyone. Uh, you will know exactly how many keys are out there and how many people need to, to sign to move money. Uh, I said 7 out of 10, but then maybe 10 people come in. We're going to do 14 out of 20. Okay, so we need more signatures and, uh, and more people are controlling this. Let's go a bit more in detail. So where will the money come from in the safe? From sponsors, as I said, from tickets, uh, ticket sales and contributors. And how will the money go out? expenses so we're gonna have to pay for the venue audio video and so on and after the conference if there is profit this profit will be shared amongst all the signers all the safe signers which are the DAO owners now it's important to note that the there's a complete overlap between the safe owners which are people with a signature or more and the DAO you can't be part of the DAO unless you are one of the signers. So the signers are like, you know, try to visualize a room with, I don't know, 30 people. Everybody has one or more keys according to how much they worked and participated. And they decide everything by deciding whether to open that safe for that specific transaction or not. They are also voting. So the voting, the governance, is the same as the ownership. The more you own, the more you vote. Let's say somebody comes and says, okay, guys, we need $1,000 for marketing. Uh, there's a person who's making this proposal. You don't like the person. You don't like the proposal. You don't sign. You are not supposed to follow any orders. You are completely uh, independent in this choice. Then somebody else comes with a better marketing idea and you sign. All right, there is no structure, uh, hierarchical structure in which people say you have to sign or not. Of course, there is discussion, there is dialogue. 
So if I say, guys, we should really do that, you can take this into consideration, but you don't have to. Is my voice more important than others? Maybe because I launched this thing. Uh, but maybe I could say I could have ideas which you don't agree with and are actually not good. So, yeah, you become an owner, 100% owner uh, of, of the DAO which organizes the conference. Now, is this efficient? Is this more efficient than having the usual company organizing the conference? Uh, no, it is not efficient. The centralization is not efficient. More complicated, is lower. Uh, there's possible errors, and I will talk about this a bit later, but it's more resilient and you don't need to trust a person. So let's say that I am the organizer of this conference and I, I offer the same thing, but I keep the decision and the, the decision-making power and the money. If I am good and if I'm honest, things are going to be easier than a doubt. But there's always that if. So what we're trading here is efficiency for resilience, is um, trust for security. You don't need to trust, but you are safer. Uh, how safer are you? Well, maybe more, maybe less, actually, because maybe we don't organize this well and the safe loses the money. It's a possibility. Um, so it's very experimental. It's, you know, the potential is really high for organizing very big events in that way. But it's the first time we do it. So there are some technical risks involved. Now, luckily, we have done many saves and we, we know how to manage saves. So we're not trying this for the first time. We are simply applying this new technology and social agreement to a conference for the first time. Another advantage of doing this as a DAO is the transparency, because all the money which goes inside this safe is there and you can see. You can see to the last $0.001 getting in through ticket sales or sponsorships, and you can see all the money which goes out. It's, it's there. Everybody can see exactly how much money there is in safe every time. Uh, and not only you can see it, again, you can decide whether to move it or not. Um, let me say this better. It, if there's 10 people who have to sign out of 15, uh, you need at least 10 people to sign. If you are one of the five who don't want it, the money goes anyway. So it's not a complete consensus. You don't need a 100% majority. You need something like between about well, 70% majority. So nobody has veto power here. You need consensus to stop a transaction and you need consensus to make the transaction happen. And you need more consensus to make it happen. So you need more than, let's say it's 70%. Okay. You need just over 30% to stop a transaction and over 70% to uh to make it happen and i think i talked about this in the past i, I was in istanbul at a conference and there was this guy talking about DAOs, and he, he came out with this um great definition he says DAOs are programmable communities so we are doing a programmable conference here let's see how how this concept applies to what we're doing and the, the the safe is is how you program governance and, and treasury 
So how do you become a safe owner? How do you become part of the DAO? First of all, I have to say it is not completely permissionless. You can't just send money to the DAO and get your key. Okay, why? Because every DAO and specifically every safe has an inherent risk of collusion. Let's say seven out of 10 safe, right? You have 10 signers, you need seven to move the money. What if somebody from outside comes in completely anonymously and gets eight keys or seven keys? You don't even need eight. Get seven keys. We don't know that those seven keys are one person only and they can take all the money away from the safe. Or two or three people have a couple of or three signatures each. They reach the seven threshold and they steal all the money. So we need to know who is the signer. We, we need to be sure that this is not somebody who's doing an alt identity, somebody who is pretending to be two people is actually one. So there is this process in which you apply to be part of the DAO and you basically expose to us who you are and we accept you. We don't make this very hard, but we need to know who you are. We need to know that you are somebody we can trust or more technically, we need to know that enough people in the safe are people we can trust. There is a little bit of space for people we don't know directly, but not, not a lot of space, right? So the majority, let's say seven, have to be people we know uh, that we can trust. It doesn't mean that we have to know personally, but you know, it could be any company in the space which has a reputation to defend. Reputation is very important. If we know that that address is that company and that company does something bad, they are paying with reputation. So you apply, you go to this Google form, you put your name, you put your, your address, you say how you want to contribute, maybe you want to help, maybe you want to put money, maybe both, and then we let you know what the next step is. Then the next step is pretty simple. You're going to give us addresses you control, ideally through a hardware wallet, and we're going to add this to the safe. So you're going to become one of the safe owners, which again means one of the, of the DAO owners. Now, can you do this if you don't have a wallet? Uh, this is a hard no, you can't because you cannot invest into this thing. If you just decide to say, let's put $1,000, you like the idea, you want to put $1,000, you don't want to do the, the work. Well, it doesn't work like this. This is not an investment proposal. You need to do work, which is you need to become one of the safe owners and you need to sign transactions when we need to sign them. If you put the money and you disappear, it's, it's a problem for us because we need you to sign. So that's, it's very important. You are doing this, even if you put only money, you still have to be there ready to sign. So you will be added to a group. We will alert you when a signature is there and uh, you will decide whether to sign or not according to the transaction. Now, how do we protect from the mythical whale, people with a lot of money who come in, they buy a lot of, they do a big contribution, they get many keys and they control the thing. We do this with quadratic contributions, which means if you put $100, we give you one signature. If you put $500, you give, we give you two signatures. Um, you cannot put two or three or 400, it's 100 or 500, okay? And if you put $1,000, we give you three signatures. And if you want to put even more, let's say you want to put $2,000, we give you an extra signature 
$3,000 an extra signature, up to five maximum signatures per person per company. And each of these contributions will be vetted. We need to keep the safe healthy. We know how to do it, and that requires to keep it balanced with the, the people who are in it. So that, that's how it works. It is not an easy thing to manage a safe safely. Okay, so again, luckily we've been doing this for years. We know how to do it. So we feel very confident we can pull this off in a safe manner and we can organize a whole conference around this. Now, what about if you want to work um, rather than contribute? Well, work means you come into a group and we meet every Wednesday evening Europe time and we, we see the situation of every task. You get some tasks and you bring them, you know, you bring them forward and there you go. So there's three ways to contribute. One is for helping consistently until the conference, even if you don't make it to Barcelona. One is for helping consistently during the conference. We're going to need people doing stuff in Barcelona on site. And one is for helping consistently after the conference. And this is limited to but basically video editing and marketing. So we kind of covered there. Um, and you get one key for doing that. Now, if you help more, you're gonna, you may get a bit more than one key, maybe two keys, and we will see. Um, yeah, plus every key, there's something I haven't said yet, every key comes with a little traveler PFP NFT on Polygon, which will be minted and sent after the conference. So you get this extra, extra perk. Um, also, every signature you get, it doesn't matter if it's for work or for contribution, gives you a ticket. So you don't need to buy a ticket to come. Uh, the profits, the profits are going to be shared at the end amongst all the signers. Again, for sure, well, no, it depends on the signers. That's kind of the agreement we have. Let's share the profits. Um, but, you know, we may have a discussion after the fact. Maybe there's a lot of money we want to keep. 50% of the money for the next conference. Um, maybe there's not much that we can just keep it there. Maybe we want to share it again with, with everybody else. So the, the agreement is that it will be shared amongst safe owners. And I encourage everybody who manage. Oh, okay. There's actually some problem. I haven't been very explicit with that. Um, that's a bit of one, one conundrum because I can say the rule is the profits are shared 100%, but then I don't have control on the money. See, I, I, I'm going to have a few signatures. I'm not the boss. So never make a law you cannot force. Enforce, sorry. So never make a law you cannot enforce. Can I enforce the law that the profits have to be shared? I can't. So I can't make this rule. So... I'm going to make this a recommendation. It's like a, a, an agreement we have. The profits will be shared 100% amongst the signers. If then there's a few people who don't agree with that, well, we had an agreement. You should have actually agreed before. You should actually sign that transaction which shares the money. And if you don't do it, what are the consequences? Well, maybe you won't be part of future DAOs. We will remember those people are not to be trusted. They don't read the rules. They change their mind. They don't follow the rules. But again, we cannot enforce it. So consequences, the negative consequences of the action will be maybe paid in a different way. Like you can't be part of the next hour, stuff like this. So maybe 
we will say, you know, write an article that these people didn't follow the rules, they didn't pay and sorry, not didn't pay, they didn't sign the transaction to pay profits to everybody. So again, let's make this clear. Um, profits will be shared if there are profits, they will be shared. And every signer, every DAO owner is supposed to actually sign that transaction. If you don't do it, we can't force it. But uh, we won't be happy about that, I guess. Taxes. Oh, well, are we going to create a company for this DAO? Are we going to pay tax in some, in some country? No, we won't. The DAO itself is just software. These are individuals coordinating themselves in a DAO putting work and putting money in an enterprise and then the enterprise may create a profit and they will get the profit. So you're going to pay your taxes by yourself on the money you made. You're going to do your declaration by yourself. This is completely your responsibility. The DAO doesn't exist as a taxable entity. The DAO itself is just software which coordinates people who are making a conference and maybe make some profit. And if they get some profit, they're going to pay their taxes on it. Um, it could be that there is no profit. And so the money you put and the, the, the time you put is going to be lost. I'm sure it's not going to be lost because you're going to learn, you're going to meet people, etc. But don't make this as a, you know, this is not your crypto thing going 100x up. Um, there's good chances we don't make any profit. And even if you make it, it's not going to be a big profit. So this is not really for profit. We, we want to, you know, we hope to make some money because it means we don't lose it. Last year we lost it. That was planned. This year would be nice if we don't lose it. Um, another reason that the profits should be shared 100% is if the money stays in the DAO, then the DAO is actually making a profit and it's not paying taxes on it. So... Definitely, we should, if there are profits, share everything with, the, with, every, with every signer. Now, we're talking about crypto here, right? The, the safest crypto in it. How do we pay providers who want, you know, issue an invoice and get be paid by euro? Well, we need a layer, um, a fiat layer, which in this case is a company which can actually pay in euro. And this company is my own company. And uh, so the money will go in the safe uh, and the money will go out from my company, which means I'm going to be out of money. And at the end, I will ask the safe to give me the expenses. So let's say I spend 10,000 euros in, in the venue, in the audiovisual and everything else. And I'm going to ask the safe to send me those 10,000 euros in crypto, of course. Now, this is kind of a, a, a control um, vector. It's like, okay, yeah, it's all DAO and it's all crypto, but actually it's Lucas company doing that. Well, I don't want to do this. If you, if you want to be that company who puts the money before it gets it and gets it back maybe later if people actually sign, then you're welcome. So I'm actually sacrificing. I'm making an effort here to make this work. Uh, but yeah, it's it's an open position. If you want to be that company and take that responsibility, let me know. I'm going to be happy to discuss that. So I guess that's it. Let's recap quickly. Uh, conference, 15 of May um, 2023 in Barcelona World Trade Center, organized by a DAO. We are going to launch the DAO soon. You can already apply to be part of it. 
NFT ticket, NFT sponsor. Well, did we talk about non-NFT sponsor? Do you want to be like a different kind of sponsor? You just want to put some money, uh, you, you want to get an invoice and we, we give you the, um, the sponsorship in, cl in a classic way, which, you know, the sponsorship costs that money, you get an invoice, we send you the invoice and then we put your name around the conference. Get in touch, we can discuss about that for sure. Also, since we are still selecting the speakers, you can still apply. You can apply through the webtraintravel.com website. There's a form. Tell us what you want to talk about, who you are, and why, why you have something to say about this. We are certainly open to anything webtrain travel related. Okay, fantastic. We have February, March, and April and half of May to go. Uh, so there's still plenty of time. It's getting warmer. Like it's getting as we get closer, we get busier with that. And yeah, you're welcome to join us. It's a very important learning um, kind of journey we can do together. So you're welcome to join us. And we're done. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more insights, follow me on Twitter at Tripluca, T-R-I-P-L-U-C-A. If you enjoy my podcast and want to support it, head on to podcast.webtreeintravel.com, tree is a digit, and mint an NFT. If you want to sponsor it, you can do it at the same page. I will mention you in the podcast and your name will appear on all donation NFTs for a while. Thank you and ciao.